Welcome to the Fantasy Freaks Podcast with your hosts Brandon Eisenbarger and Kevin Walsh. Hey, what's going on guys? It's Brandon Eisenbarger here and uh, over to my left, Kevin Walsh. Yeah, we're excited to be back. Episode 3 of the Fantasy Freaks Podcast. We got week 5 today that we're going to be talking about and obviously last, last night's uh, Thursday Night Football game. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about uh, week five. Um, it's going to be a really good week of football. Um, unfortunately, the schedule set out for those 10, 10, 1 o'clock games and only uh, two games in the 4 o'clocks for us, us Eastern timers. Oh, yeah, that's kind of rough. But um, still going to be plenty of good fantasy football, and that 1 o'clock hour is going to be really busy. Yeah, for sure. But first, we want to start a little bit about Thursday night football. Yeah, of course. So uh, the Seahawks came away with the win, 30-29. Uh, to 29. Um, It was a thriller of a game, uh, just like the last two weeks have been – very good Thursday night oh, yeah. football games. Um, some good players that we saw. Um, we saw Cooper Cup on the Rams and uh, Todd Gurley. Both of those guys look pretty good. What are your thoughts on either of them? Well, as you said, Cooper Cup, he, he looks amazing over the past four weeks. Uh, 22 fans points last week or last night. And I actually would consider him a wide receiver one moving forward. I would say so too. I mean, especially I drafted him the sixth round. Yeah. For what I got at his ADP, like he is possibly a league winner. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, obviously, you prefer a guy like drafting the sixth in the sixth round to be like a running back to be league winning type. Mm-hmm. But still, though, like he's outperforming his ADP. Yeah, like of course. Crazy. And then also uh, Todd Gurley, who um, got 17 half PPR points. He looked pretty good, right? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. Other than the fact that he, the two touchdowns. I mean, those were his highlight of the game. If he didn't get those, he would have been had a, he would have had a really quiet night, only running for about 50 yards last night. Yeah, and he looked pretty good on the ground. He I did. felt like he was running like a lot back, more like his uh, past self. Right. But um, he does scare me going forward, for he, sure. He, he also had that fumble, too. But, uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. If I'm a girly owner, I, I, what do you do? I'm selling him. You are? Like, if, I'm, if I have girly, I'm trying to get him off my team, especially because he's so touchdown dependent. Like, get rid of him after a week that he had good touchdowns because he's not mm-hmm. breaking 100 yards rushing and – even with Malcolm Brown not be even being as relevant. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. So, yeah, like, Gurley rest of season. So, like, for you, for example, like, would you take Gurley or Marlon Mack? Probably, yeah, probably, probably, like, Marlon Mack. I know you're a big Marlon Mack fan, but, yeah, I'd go with Mack because, I mean, he gets so much more volume than Gurley does. And he's, I mean, he's not touched on the pendant. So, he gets yards, he gets the opportunity, and the, the Colts really have a good offensive line, too, this year. Yeah, the volume is definitely key, and with a guy like Gurley, like depending on those touchdowns, um, he can easily come out for you and get you five points on a week. Especially like fifty yards, no touchdowns. The Rams have all those weapons. Like, they're not going to want to go to Gurley every time with three of the one of the best trios in the league for when it comes to wide receivers. Yeah, because well, I mean, Wood and Woods. You got to remember, Woods and Cooks did, weren't didn't really show up last night. No, they didn't. Gurley was able to get his mm-hmm. only with the touchdowns. When those guys show up, it what's be, left for Gurley? Yeah, right. But it's a, it is a high-powered offense, though, and it's always good to have fantasy players on those mm-hmm. teams. But on the other side of the ball, uh, Chris Carson at 18, uh, half PPR points. Um, you had him last night. Um, how do you think he did? Yeah, I, I really liked his uh, performance. It, I got a little nervous watching the game. I mean, he was pretty efficient. He was 4.4 4, 4. 4 on yards per carry. But uh, he, he looked pretty good otherwise when it came to uh, you know running up the gut. They, he seems to be like the workhorse back again that Pete Carroll – obviously wants to use throughout the season and um yeah he had a receiving touchdown last night even though that was his only reception but I really like Chris Carson moving forward 
Yeah, so are you satisfied with his production so far as a Carson owner? I would say, other than the the uh, fumbleitis that he had the past few weeks, I would say otherwise. But they don't yes. seem to care. Like the they Seahawks don't, don't care because they trust in Chris Carson. They Russell Wilson really likes him. Uh, Pete Carroll said he really liked. He did him. almost drop that touchdown pass though. He did. That was it. Was it was close? That was close. Almost. Uh, he he got kind of lucky though. It, it slipped through his hands and it was able to be right over his shoulder with the one hander. But yeah, so it was a good Thursday night game, though. It definitely kept me entertained. Uh, I, had, I had fun watching it, and yeah, also I came down scoring. to the wire with Greg Zerline, and it sucked for me. I have Zerline, and um, you know, I was I need that was a five point swing for me. Yeah, that, that was. But uh, you know, it's good to see the Seahawks win at home. I guess you know those those fans were really into it, and uh, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so going on to week five, uh, we got our juicies and spookies. Yeah, that's it's our new segment. New segment, yeah. So juicies, the guys, you know, we find kind of juicy. Yeah. I don't know, just a little juicy. They'll have either good matchups, or I mean, we just really like what they're going to do this week. Yeah, they've got they've got some good matchups, um, and we think they can arguably outperform their projections. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, we definitely are interested in those guys, and we're also going to hit um, our spookies after our juicies, which are the guys we're a little scared about. You know, mm-hmm. they're a little spooky to us. Um, I think they'll. Well, we think they're going to underperform. We think they're underperform. I mean, obviously, we're not guaranteeing that no. they're going to shit the bed, even if they're a good player. Yeah. But um, I do think that they're spooky in that. They're kind of risky. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's start off with the QBs, juicies. So, um, first off, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, give me your thoughts on Tom Brady, Brandon. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not really much to say about the GOAT. He's going against Washington, who's actually third worst against the quarterback. And I, they had a bad, I know they had a bad game last week, but I think the Bills' defense is the real deal. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be looking to bounce back from, despite a win, uh, a Pretty poor performance from uh, Tom Brady. So uh, I'm revving up uh, all my Patriots that I have, uh, especially Tom Brady. Yeah, and obviously you were starting Tom Brady going into this, even after hearing that he's one of our juicies. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's definitely a guy that you should know that you're gonna you're gonna get good production out of him this week, assuming that they don't uh, get up too much early and run the ball the rest of the game. I I'm not gonna be too scared of that. I still think Tom Brady will get his share of uh, he receiving he or passing yards and. Yeah, so another guy we got is uh, Jameis Winston coming off a ca- career performance out yeah, of him. He started off really slow, but he's he's been on fire the past few weeks, Kevin. Yeah, what, 385 and four touchdowns against the Rams this week? And he had that... Or past week? This past week against the Rams. Yeah. And then the week before, um, crap, who did he play? Um, the Giants. The Giants. He threw for uh, four touchdowns. Yep. So he's had eight touchdowns in the past two weeks? I believe so. Yeah, so in this week he's playing New Orleans. He's the second worst versus QBs. Um, they've got some dinged up corners with um, Marshawn Lattimore has not been looking great this year. No, he has not. And uh, Jameis Winston, they're not afraid to just sling the ball to two of their arguably wide receiver ones in fantasy. Oh, yeah, he's got great weapons to deal the ball to. He's got Evans, Godwin, I mean, two pretty good tight ends, I would say so, and then a pretty good running back who's emerging, Ronald Jones. So I, Yeah, the I, most efficient running back. The most efficient in, in the league. Yeah, he's like third in rushing for Pro Football Focus and actually ninth in pass catching, which you is just, surprising. You actually just made a trade for him, didn't you? I did, yeah. I traded for him. Um, I'm excited to have him. I actually traded, pretty much traded Sony Michelle straight up for Ronald Jones. Um, and oh. I'm excited to do it because I think Ronald Jones brings way more upside to my team. And uh, I feel like uh, Sony Michelle is going to be an ugly play for the whole year. So Ronald Jones... He's yeah. efficient and ninth best pass catching. And yeah. what's it called? Bruce Arians has been thinking like, oh, Dario Ngobuwale is like the better pass catching back. But look at Ronald Jones, ninth best in football right now, according to Pro Football Focus. And Arians also came out and said that they want to give the ball to the guy at the hot hand. So He's hot, and they st- still won't quite give it to him, but I think he'll get it, and it's, it's going to be good. But yeah, yeah. Jameis Winston we love him this week. 
the next guy uh, was a guy who's projected to be a top three quarterback this season has sort of been underperforming the past few weeks. He's been on and off, I'd say. So, wouldn't you? Week on, week off. He went 30 points, 15 points. 30 points, 28, 12. 12. 12. But I think this week is he's going to go off. He's the playing, trend will continue. In, in, oh, my God. But, yeah, Atlanta, they're bottom third against the quarterback. And this game is going to be – this is going to be one of the higher scoring games this week. They're projected seven or 27 by Vegas. And with the best, uh, one of the best wide receivers in the league. And Diop hasn't really I, been getting his lately. No. He's going to show up. I think he will. And the Falcons uh, actually, unfortunately, lost one of their best uh, uh, DBs. Uh, Ke- Keanu Neal? Keanu Neal yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. So I expect big things from Deshaun Watson yeah, and, with it, the rushing and passing game. Very true. Yeah, I like Desha- I like Deshaun this week. Um, Atlanta is... Um, Definitely a favorable matchup, and mm-hmm. I think I think we'll get his. Mm-hmm. So another guy um, who actually He's I got to see in person last week. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Jacoby Brissett um, actually threw an interception to lose the game for the Indianapolis Colts. But yeah, Jacoby Brissett though is a guy we like this week He's going been, against um, the Raiders uh, AFC West rival. He's been pretty Kansas quiet Chiefs. this year, I'd say. He's like, not in a bad way. But he's been quietly good. Like he's the ninth best quarterback in fantasy right now. Yeah, and he's what, throwing a touchdown in every single week of this year. That's and, pretty uh, flipping good, I'd say. So not bad for Lux replacement, right? I know, and this game is going to be. I would. Say, we both agree that this game is going to be most likely a favorable script for Brissett. Well, yeah, they're losing. Like, look, they're eleven point underdogs. That's crazy. They're going to be down. Um, I would not be surprised if Brissett throws be near, slinging the ball. I think he'll throw thirty-five to forty passes. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. And T.Y. Hilton will be back. So last week uh, he did, was out without uh, T.Y. So he's throwing to young receivers like but Paris still Campbell and well. Deion Kane, and still played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got T.Y. Hilton back, who is pretty much most of their passing offense. Yeah. And you got a guy like Eric Ebron with three drops last week. Those passes are going to get caught yeah. this week. And this Kansas City defense has been struggling lately. They're very generous against the quarterback and wide receivers. So Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, though, I um I think I'm if you got Jacoby Brissett on your team and you don't have one of those top-tier QBs, don't, I think he's a good, stru- good don't think, stream. Don't think twice about starting. Oh, for he, sure. He can, uh, he, can get, he can get his. Yeah. So now we get into um, two of our uh, streamable quarterbacks. But we also are, think they're juicy. Well, they're very juicy. Uh, one of them you're actually starting this week. The Red Rifle. Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. He had one of the worst performances I've seen by a quarterback last week against uh, Pittsburgh defense. But this week... <laughs> it was so bad, dude. I, oh, it was, it was so it was, bad. He was very frustrated. He was smashing his helmet on the bench. Primetime every... Andy. Dude, he throws a pick he throws a pick almost every primetime game. So, but I think he's going to have a fantastic bounce back game this week. He's going against Arizona who's actually third worst against quarterbacks. And Arizona has been struggling just, just all around, honestly. And this is gonna, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because both defenses are just god awful. So Andy Dalton's going to be continuing the streak of just insane passing yards throughout uh the season so far. Yeah, does it concern you not having John Ross? Uh, okay. This is a tough question. I would say maybe a little bit, but not as much as, like, it should. Because, I, I mean, John Ross is one of the better deep threats that any Dalton have had. But against this Arizona defense, I think he'll do just fine with uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Eifert, and Auden Tate, who we'll be talking about later in this uh, podcast. Yeah, and you got to remember, too, it's only a one-point spread in the game, so it could be pretty tight, and there could be a lot of... Um Back and forth between the offenses. Yeah, for sure. And what two of like the worst defenses? Yeah, in the entire league. So it, I think Eddie Dalton's going to be going balls out. 
Yeah, so another one of our streaming quarterbacks, though, that we find very juicy. Um, owned under 50% of leagues. Kirk Cousins. This is kind of a... It's not... I know it might be kind of gross. It's kind of gross. We wanted to take two... We wanted to pick two streamable quarterbacks for you guys this week. So, outside Andy Dalton, this is our next this, one. This is also... Uh, it's, it's pretty matchup-based. It's ma- very matchup-based. Um, production has been very bad. His name's Kirk Cousins. Um, there's been a lot of controversy in Minnesota this week with um, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. But, yeah, the... the What's it called? Um, the Vikings are going against uh, the New York Giants, who are a pretty weak secondary. Uh, they've got guys like Janoris Jenkins, who has been very bad this year. Surprisingly, the Jack Rabbit. Yep, and uh, they aren't looking great. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, and also, like you could see a spike in pass attempts due to the complaints um, with the receivers, like Adam Thielen, Von Diggs, complaining about these mm-hmm. the passes that are coming at them. You, I would not be surprised if Mike Zibber actually oh, ups, yeah. the, ups the passing this week to try to please his receivers a little more. And this might not mean much, but, I mean, the Giants' offense looks it looks a lot better than it did for the first few games of the season. And I think that will actually help the Vikings in where the Giants will sort of be keeping up with the Vikings. This it's not going to be a blowout right away. Blow and Dalvin Cook can just, where they're just going to run the ball the rest yeah. of the game. I think that the Vikings will still be passing most of the game. But I really think Kirk Cousins is either going to really take advantage of this matchup or it's, mm-hmm. he's going to be same old, same old Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So I think he's more of a boomer bust type um, of a stream this week. But he does have a fantastic matchup. It's pretty juicy. It is. I'd say it's pretty juicy. Yeah. So uh, that's all the quarterbacks we got for this week. Uh, let's move on to the running backs. Uh, we got some pretty juicy ones. Oh, gosh. These first few are just... They're automatic starts, and you should be loving yourself that you have them this week. And hopefully, you're you're ready to get a win. They're gonna be they're good no matter what every week, but this week they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be like god tier. They're gonna be fantastic. And our first guy is actually the guy from our college, the Ohio State University, Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he's going against Green Bay. Who's, they've had their defense have definitely improved, but they've actually got uh the uh, one of the worst running defense in the league. Their third worst actually, and. Uh, the Green Bay Packers defense has a pretty bad history against running backs. Last week, as you know, Jordan Howard went cocoa for co- cuckoo for cocoa puffs, um, thirty-one fantasy points and half PPR. And I mean, Jordan Howard's a nothing special of a running back, is he? Not at all, no. But uh, yeah, Zeke should go bonkers this game, and the Packers also have a fantastic secondary. Are they the best in the league? I believe they're the best. Yep. Yeah, and. Uh, so we should expect a lot of running from the Cowboys. Well, yeah, they're going to attack the weakness of the exactly. Packers. Exactly. And um, I got a question, though. Like, So obviously Zeke, you know, is out for most of the offseason. Yeah. Do you think he's finally going to start working his way into the groove of things like as the oh, season goes yes, on? Yes, of course. Because like, obviously like he hasn't, been, paid, he's he the hasn't highest, been Zeke, I know. you know, these first few I know. weeks. He's the highest paid running back. These first few games were kind of weird because they, they played Washington, Miami. So they kind of wanted to just – They probably. I feel like they didn't want to use Zeke as much as they could have. You know, we'll look at what Tony Pollard did exactly a couple weeks ago. Exactly, he went off, and Ze- they paid Zeke. He's Zeke's the highest paid running back, and they're going to use him like he is. So, yeah, and um, another pretty high paid running back, uh, David Johnson. He's got, I'd say, the second most juiciest matchup this week. Yeah, and he's going against Cincinnati Bengals, who are the worst against <sighs> running backs. Yes. <laughs> um, if you think back, um, this kind of gets into more of the David Johnson passing game. So uh, James Conner and uh, and uh, Samuels had uh, 16 total receptions for 140 yards last week versus Cincinnati, and um, you got to remember DJ had eight receptions on 11 targets for nearly 100 yeah. yards last week. His bread and butter is passing. The game. pass catching game pass is all his. Game. And look at what the Bengals just did against Conner and Samuels. Literally allowed 
godlike pass catching numbers for the running back. RB one numbers. Like David Johnson can very easily get over 100 receiving yards this game and get nearly around 10 catches. And as we said, this game's going to be pretty high scoring. So David Johnson will be getting an enormous workload. And the uh, Bengals run like actual run defense horrible. Pass the worst. defense horrible. Like David Johnson's set up it's for a primed game. Perfect combo. Perfect combo. Yeah. So David Johnson though, uh, we love him and uh, those two guys are just set it and forget it. It's... I would not be surprised if those guys go one and two RBs this week. No, yeah. I would not be surprised at all. So you're loving yourself if you got him. Um, I wish we had him. But uh, moving on, uh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles who are taking on the New York Jets. Um, we got like both their running backs actually with Jordan mm-hmm. Howard, Miles Sanders. We touched on him a little bit earlier. Uh, so the Jets are a bottom third against running backs. So not anything great out of the Jets defense against the running backs. Also, um, the Jets have allowed about 24 points to running backs each week, which is fantastic. Very high. And those points have got to go somewhere between the two running backs. And- yeah, so I guess my question for you, Brandon, is like, which one do you see this week? Because obviously we mm-hmm. like Miles Sanders going forward. We do in mm-hmm. the future, but Jordan Howard coming off the historic week, yeah. you got to think Doug Peterson's going to want to give it to... We've touched on this a few times. Give it to Jordan Howard. Sorry. Yeah, we've touched on this a few times. I This game, I'm starting Miles Sanders right now, personally, but I don't have Jordan Howard on my team. But right now, I'm leaning more towards the Jordan Howard side because he is the going back. He is the set it forget it. We're giving the ball to Jordan Howard on the one yard line, and that's pretty important when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, and you be ta- and you you just kind of noted how like Jordan Howard's getting the ball on the one yard line. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of those touchdown points, and Philly's projected nearly thirty points this week exactly. by Vegas. Oh, yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of touchdowns out there to get. Um, if, they, if they're going to the running backs, Jordan Howard will probably get them. Mm-hmm. I but we do like Miles Sanders too. With, the he's he's the more efficient efficient back, and we're looking for a more explosive play for Miles Sanders. I'm waiting this week. for him to like get a, get a little bit more explosive, and I I want to see Miles Sanders be the guy in this offense because yeah, we know he's the more talented back. Yeah, and if he can start taking those touchdowns away from what Howard's getting, then he's on the other side of it, and mm-hmm. it's it's Miles Sanders getting 31, and it's Jordan Howard getting seven. Mm-hmm. I think that's very realistic, especially in the yeah in the near future. Mm-hmm. And um, so another guy. Mark Ingram. He's been playing really well uh, these past few weeks. He's going against Pitt, who's sixth worst against the running backs. Running backs. Ex- running back, excuse me. Um, but he's also eighth in red zone carries. And as you know, Jeff Wilson had two rushing touchdowns against Pittsburgh week three. So that just correlates to see that just correlates with Mark Ingram that if they get to the goal line, Mark Ingram's going to get the ball, and they're going to most likely going to score. They're going to be able to punch it in because Pittsburgh's yeah. not great against it. No. But, yeah, Mark Ingram, though, I like him this week. Um, easy matchup for the most part. And I would not be surprised. I know Pittsburgh is favored in this game, but I feel like the Ravens uh, last week against the Browns was kind of a fluke game. And I feel like the Ravens, though, still are a pretty good team. And I really do think they could um, beat Pittsburgh. Because, you know, Pittsburgh, they beat the Bengals. Like, they're the worst team in the, the Bengals are the worst ho- teams in the NFL. The Bengals are horrible. Like, I feel like Pittsburgh's getting a little overhyped by Vegas coming into this game and by the public. So I would not be surprised if Mark Ingram gets um, his fair share of um, and it's this week. it's also nice to have the quarterback as one of the best uh, rushing quarterbacks in the league. Oh, it have, opens up the to, field. It opens up so much for Mark Ingram. Yeah, it sure does. So next we got a little bit of a deeper play. Um, mm-hmm. He's on the Indianapolis Colts. We talked a little bit about Jacoby Brissett. If Jacoby Brissett plays well, this guy's going to do well. His name's Naeem Hines. Yeah, we really like Naeem Hines this week, especially if Marlon Mack doesn't play. Uh Kansas City is actually bottom third against running backs. Their defense has just struggled all over. In the passing game, the running game, the rushing game is actually, which is actually where uh, Naeem Himes does most of his damage. And um, 
Yeah, as we said, Mac is questionable, so this could give my Naeem Hines a humongous workload. And also, as we said before, uh, the uh, the Colts are projected to lose by what? 11, 11 points. 11. So, I mean, that just shows that the game script is most likely going to be in Hines' favor. Even if Mac's on the field, they're going to be they're going to be passing the ball a lot. Yeah, and he got six receptions against Oakland last week. Mm-hmm. That shows they're willing to use in the passing game. So. Especially when they're down, which is most likely when they're down. So, um, this weekend. And if Max out, I mean, Hines is a is a great flex play this week. I also I also him. don't mind Jordan Wilkins either. He could also yeah. be a, a deeper it, flex option. Yeah, so obviously like Hines comes a little bit more into play and if you got a 16 man league, but in the 12 man's too, if uh, if Max out and you got Hines and you're not um Super happy about your flex play. Mm-hmm. Naeem Hines is a great plug and play in right there, especially in half or full PPR. Oh, the, that's important. Mm-hmm. Very important. So yeah, those are our running backs. We love their matchups this week, and uh, hope you guys have them on your rosters, and uh, you'll be sitting pretty. On to our wide receivers. Uh, first off, who we got, Kev? Well, these guys have been pretty, um, pretty much a trend in our episodes. If you've been uh, listening, oh yeah. Um, these Tampa Bay wide receivers, the tandem of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. These guys, These guys really have been good. unstoppable lately. Yeah. Um, this past week, we've been seeing that pretty much um, both of them can go out and get a ton of fantasy points, and it doesn't matter um, if one of them is. It doesn't result where one does get it and one doesn't. I they think can both get they, theirs. They can both be wide receiver ones this year. Yeah, well, and wide receiver ones possibly this week. They're mm-hmm. playing against New Orleans, who's the fifth worst against uh, wide receivers. And also, we love Jameis Winston, who's got a great matchup against the Saints. So pretty much the passing game is just set up perfectly. And also, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but Marshall Lattimore, he's allowed the most yards out of any cornerback this year with 380 yards um, that he's allowed personally. Which is crazy. He's He was the number he was the defensive player of the year a few years ago. Yeah, and um, honestly, and yeah. I don't know, he only is able to guard one of them. Like, <laughs> so the other one's going to be going against their and Ev- too. Evans which has is been Eli taking, Apple, I believe. Yeah, and Evans has been manhandling, uh, you know, these past few DBs. Janoris Jenkins was... Uh, Two weeks ago, yep. who did they play last year or last week? Tampa, uh, Bay? Tampa Bay. They played. Oh gosh, I can't even remember. Tampa Bay week three, week four. Let me check real quick. This loads up. I kind of forget. Oh, well, the Rams. Yeah, in the shootout. Oh yeah, fifty-five points. Yeah, and they keep to leave and oh yeah, did not look great. And like I obviously understand that was a shootout, but I still like Tampa Bay's offense even in those non-shootout games. And we also expect this game to be you know pretty tight. So they're not going to be forced to either. They're not going to run the ball much. I feel like, which just gives Godwin and Evans more opportunity. Yeah, which um, I'm assuming like, do you want Evans rest of season over Godwin if you're picking between the two? If you could have, do I have the to other pick? One? Yeah, you'd pick one. I have to pick one. Oh gosh. Um, if I can add one to your team right now, if I can just add one, it would have to be Evans, just because of the he has such big play potential. And I think he's a little more reliable than Godwin. I'm the same way. And obviously, this is partly just because. But, I mean, but if, I, if this was like my first year of ever paying attention to football, though, and like I never knew anything about the past, mm-hmm. it's pretty much a toss-up like, based on how they perform this year. I'm perfectly fine with having either of them, though, as my wide receiver wide receiver two and even my wide receiver one, quite frankly. like I can see Godwin as a wide receiver one, even. So. Oh, yeah. He could finish there. Yeah. And, James Winston, they throw the they throw so many passes. Like they throw so like, the opportunities yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, another guy we got um to look at. Uh he's not been great for no, you this year. If this you this him. team's kind of been gross other than 
their running back, Dalvin Cook. So we've got Adam Thielen as our next juicy matchup or juicy player of the week. Um, as we talked about earlier, Kirk Cousins are going against the Giants. Uh, the Giants are actually fourth worst against the wide receiver. And uh, we think this is going to be a big bounce-back game for Thielen, Kevin. Yeah, um, I'm definitely pretty high on Thielen this week. Uh, Minnesota projected 25 points, which is on the um, top upper half of um, Vegas projections. And also, um, a guy like Stephon Diggs might not even see the field this, this week. I mean, he's projected he, he, to be active. He was cleared to play when it comes to injuries, but uh, the head coach, Pat Shermer. Uh, Mike Zimmer. This is Zimmer. Oh, my gosh. Pat yeah. Shermer. Uh, yeah, Mike Zimmer came out and said, we don't know yet. So, Yeah, and also, um, Thielen, he's going to be going against guys like Janoris Jenkins and uh, DeAndre Baker, who we talked a little bit about earlier. They've combined for allowing 604 yards um, mm-hmm. individ- or, uh, combined, which um, is both bottom three individually when it comes to cornerbacks. So pretty much the Giants, the fact that they take up 66% of the bottom three individual as cornerbacks. That's good news for Thielen. It's and, good uh, news for Thielen. Even, and, and possibly Diggs. Yeah. Diggs, though, is... You can't tr- like trust like I'm not starting Diggs this week if I have him. I'm not because here's the thing he's active right. What does he do? Play 50 percent of the snaps? Like I don't know. I have no clue. Like if yeah, I have a decent depending option, depending on what him. they come out and say on whether he's playing or not, I would hope they would be more news on it because the wide receiver position is a little easier to stream. I will say so I can see people benching him. Because I know people have been mentioning him actually the past few weeks. So yeah, and obviously he had that hundred yard performance, but prior Other to that, that, nothing, ooh, ooh. nothing. So yeah, um, next we're going on to the Alshon Jeffrey of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's playing against the New York Jets, who are third worst against wide receivers. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is gonna be a brutal game. And as we talked before, the Jets or the Eagles are projected to score about twenty nine, right? Yep, twenty nine, nearly thirty. That's scoring for all the Eagles here. I believe that's top three above any teams this week when it comes to Vegas projections. And we've, actually, high for we've actually got some stats from previous games here, Kev. John Brown, week one, 123 yards and a touchdown. Against the Jets, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also Odell Beckham Jr. week two, 160 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then Julian Edelman week three for sixty two and a touchdown. So pretty much these one number one wide receivers for all these teams against the Jets have been Doing great. If history they, repeats itself, they've all then caught a touchdown. We will see a big week from Alshon. Jeffrey. Two out of three have been over 100 yards. Odo mm-hmm. reaching 160 yards. Alshon, this could be a really good week for Alshon, and I would not be surprised if he finishes like a top 10 receiver this week. And Djax is out too. That he just got rolled out today. He's solely the number one. And if you, I mean, I don't know. You guys probably all watched that Odell Odell game against the Jets, and um, was it Monday Night Football? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone watched Odell go off against them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if Alshon, who has got a great quarterback in Carson Wentz, has a great week. And, uh, yeah, Djax is out, man. That's that's really good for Alshon. It is. It's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to score this week. Our next guy, we actually just talked about him, uh, Julian Edelman. He's going against um, the college football team, the Washington Redskins. They are second worst against the wide receiver this season. There should be points there should be a lot of points scored by the Patriots, and I expect uh, Edelman to get those some of those points this week. Yeah, Edelman, um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, with the great matchup and the really high-scoring game out of out of New England, um, you got to like the number one receiver for the Patriots. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty straightforward, though. I don't really have a ton to add on that one. No, the Redskins are just terrible. <laughs> the Redskins are really bad. Um, their offense is going to do absolutely nothing, so it's a lot of time in possession for New England. Yeah. So, I just don't see a world where New England doesn't get Julian Edelman involved. No. That's pretty much all i got to say on him. But um, moving on, a big play guy. 
Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown. Yes, Baltimore Ravens. Um, he's going against Pittsburgh. He's in the bottom third against wide receivers this year, which is not great. Mm-mm. And also, um, he's getting a lot of targets in this game. Um, we think this game will be a, a more of a uh, blowout game, part two for Marquise Brown. I think he's going to have a boom week this week against this Pittsburgh D. That's That's been struggling uh, lately when it comes to passing. Yeah, I mean, obviously last week, you know, we saw like Cincinnati didn't even score a touchdown on Pittsburgh D. But it's Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. And uh, the Ravens are near the top, in my opinion. I think they'll finish as the top team in the AFC North. But then you got the Bengals, who were the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Marquise Brown this week. But and- yeah, he's got the he's got the Steelers at home, which is great. Or no, it's at Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, but still, I really like this matchup for Marquise Brown. And obviously, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into with Marquise Brown. More of the big play potential. Um, the fast guy is going to try to beat someone deep. Uh, yeah, and it, it may not look great on paper with his receptions, but as you said before, he's getting the targets, and I think those targets will eventually turn into you know more receptions for Marquise Brown Lamar going forward. Actually, Lamar can actually throw the ball. He's looking better this year, I will say. Yeah, and the last one. This is more of um, a deeper league play. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty juicy, to, at least to me. Um, yeah, maybe to you a little bit. Is Mohamed Sanu? Mm-hmm. He's wide receiver three in Atlanta. Um, may not seem like someone you really want to be a huge part of. But he's going against Houston, who's in the bottom third against wide receivers, so around the bo- like in the bottom ten. Mm-hmm. And also last week, um, week four, this he was targeted, crazy. targeted twelve times, wow. which is the most of any player on That's Atlanta. A lot. And uh, it showed that Matt Ryan's willing to give Sanu the ball, and he's not really picking favorites when it comes to Julio and Ridley well, over him. Also, uh, him and Sanu, or Matt Ryan and Sanu, have had a history together. They they have a pretty good connection. I feel like. Yeah, and I'm not. Um, I understand he got twelve targets, and some people would be like, "Oh, it was just a fluke of the week." I'm not quite buying into it being a fluke. I want to see this week, especially against a, not a great um, Houston defense mm-hmm. when it comes to receivers. I want to see, does Sanu still get his – because if he does, if he gets around 10 targets this week, like Sanu's a guy where like you might be able to start trusting him a little bit. And especially when Ridley's just been super quiet lately, and I think Sanu's going to take advantage of that. Yeah, he will. Um, and – Austin Hooper did go off last week. He did with, with uh, Sanu. I'm I'm just curious though because Julio and Ridley didn't do as well, so Sanu like did really well. Mm-hmm. And I think like in comparison, but um, I like Sanu this week, especially against Houston. Yeah. And uh, yes, that's all for the receivers. You think they're pretty juicy? Ah, I like their matchups this week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so tight ends. Okay, this is a pretty much an obvious one. This first guy, it's obvious, but like. We can't really pass on the opportunity to add him to the juicy list. Yeah, we got to tell you guys about him. It's Travis Kelsey. Kansas I don't know if you Chiefs. know who that is. He's all right at football. But he's all right. He's all right. But, uh, yeah, he's going against the Colts, who are third worst against the tight end. And um, Kansas City's projected the most points by Vegas of any team this, Which this is week. great. Uh, 33. Just, just fantastic for Travis Kelsey. And um, still no Hill. Yeah. Still no Hill. He's probably going to be back soon, but without Hill, those targets are going to go somewhere. Other than, you know, Sammy Watkins. And I expect him to, somebody to go to Travis Kelsey this week. And he's arguably the most talented tight end in all of football. Did, did you see his play last week with uh, Shady? Oh, yeah. The, Where the he, flip like, play. Flip play. That was, that was pretty nice. That was just such such good awareness. It, oh, it was. It was really nice of him to – he was catching it in air, and then he flipped it to Shady, and Shady took it another 20 yards, I think. So, But we, we uh, really like Kelsey this week, obviously, and – this Colts offense is surprising people this year. People think it, the offense has not or would not perform as well as it did last year with Andrew Luck, but I think Jacoby Brissett will be able to hang on uh, with the Chiefs this week, which will make 
Mahomes maybe want to pass a little more. I feel like they don't even care, to be completely honest. No. I feel like the Chiefs, though, like they're winning. They still throw the ball. Like they, they are, they want the ball being thrown out of the guy, their best player's hands. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kelsey, if they're going to blow out the Colts, like he's going to be involved. Especially against the Colts. Like the Colts just gave up a receiving touchdown to freaking your guys' the second string tight end. Yep. And he Waller did. also. Yeah, Foster well. Moreau got one, and Waller mm-hmm. still got still got his. So, um, yeah, Kelsey. But on the other side of the ball, though, in that game, uh, we got Eric Ebron. One of the top tight ends from last year, and who's been pretty quiet so far. But, uh, yeah, we really like him this week against Kansas City. He's actually sixth worst against the tight end position. And uh, I saw you uh, put in the stat from uh, last week, Kevin. You're at the game, right? Yeah, so I was at the game. Um, I was watching it. Um, Eric Ebron didn't look great. Um, he had that one touchdown in the last minute of the game, um, pretty much a garbage touch, garbage touchdown. Mm-hmm. But um, he did suffer th- from three drops last week, which is pretty much not normal for him. He, mm-hmm. um, he, you could tell he was very frustrated, or I could tell he was very frustrated from these drops, and uh, it's really not normal of him. And um, I really do think like he could really benefit from a, a strong game script oh, this yeah. week, being trailing, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of dump offs from Brissett. Yeah, we really like a lot of the uh, pass catchers. From the Colts and the passer as well. So. Yeah, and honestly, like, the game script's so important, I feel like. It is. Like, that is, like... For any position. For any position, game scripts matter. Like, if people don't think it matters, it does. Because if you're on the trailing side, um, that's why, like, honestly, like, I'm not a huge guy on Marlon Mack this week as much as I am Naeem Hines. Mm. Because I really like Naeem Hines because of his pass-catching ability when and, they're trailing. Yep. So, yeah, Eric Ebron, though, I think he's going to get his, and I... Those three drops are not normal of him, and he had five targets. He, he'll he'll be fine. Uh, so we're moving on. Uh, we got New Orleans State's tight end Jared Cook going against Tampa Bay, who's the second worst against Dude, tight end. He's been really bad though this year. I don't. He's been really bad. He has been bad, and um, if you have Jared Cook, you're kind of wincing starting him pretty much every single week because you probably drafted him somewhat high. Oh yeah, Jared Cook was drafted before. Um, what's it called? I mean, I drafted Jared Cook. I drafted before. O.J. Howard. Yeah, he did. Which, like, might not seem crazy right now because of how O.J. Howard's performing, but I thought that was crazy at the draft. Yeah. And, um, you know, you could have gotten guys like Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, after this guy named Jared mm-hmm. Cook. Um, he hasn't been doing great. Um, it kind of stinks. You're like, oh, he's got Teddy Bridgewater. Sucks. He's sucks. Been, to, he sucks. It suck. It suck, but it sucks to think that like, you don't have Drew Brees, Brees throwing passing. Like, that was a lot of what the hype was with Jared Cook Yeah, this but year. this week won't matter because, as you said— Tampa Bay's second worst against tight ends. Yeah, and I really hope Sean Payton like really tries to take advantage of um, the fact that Tampa Bay is so rough against the tight end. Yeah, like, you really. Th- I hope he game plan that in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it should be a tight game though against Tampa Bay. It's only like a one point spread, so uh, Jared Cook will have to get involved with these shorter passes. Mm-hmm. And you know you can't beat the matchup. And if you have Jared Cook and you still haven't worked your way around to, if you didn't end up picking up a guy like Waller or Mark Andrews or, um, you know you might want to look into getting a guy like Chris mm-hmm. Herndon pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, Jared Cook, though, I think he could um, – Somewhat start, of a breakout game. Start to turn it around a little bit, yeah. hopefully. But I feel like he's mainly a matchup guy, though, for me right now at this point in the right season. Right now, he's definitely a matchup guy for but me. But he's kind of scary. Like, but, it sucks. But if, if he's who you got this week, rock with him and, and um, play the matchup. Speaking of matchup, our next guy is uh, our dream stream. But he also has one of the ju- – he has the juiciest matchup. Oh, like the- – no, like this is like – Tier one and like everyone else. No, is this like is tier S. Tier S. And everything's tier like A, A, yeah. B, C, D. But we've got Tyler Eiferted. Tyler, he's I been performing really poorly. <laughs> but yeah, Tyler Eifert, he is our dream, dream stream of the week. He's going against Arizona, who's actually 
the absolute worst at tight end against tight end excuse me but with John Ross out he could see a big uptick in target share this week um especially until Green comes back but as we said earlier we really like Andy Dalton against this Arizona defense who just uh just god awful and this is gonna be a, a shootout we assume so that means more more options for Tyler Eifert, you know, get the ball, catch the ball downfield, and I think uh, I think Zach Taylor is gonna get the dub this year or this week home against the Cardinals. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, like, I know in our league, and I pretty much think in every single league out there, there's gonna be a few teams in your league that are really struggling with um, your tight end position and trying to find that tight end to be your starter every week. Mm-hmm. You might be in a situation where you need to start start a stream of tight end this week, and I haven't seen like a, a stream where you can pick them up this easily going mm-hmm. against this good of a matchup. This I'm season, sorry. you have to you have to if you don't have a good tight end, you have to pick up Eifert and stream him. He is he is the best matchup. Like, are you starting Tyler Eifert or OJ Howard this week? Tyler Eifert, okay. Tyler yeah, Eifert. Therefore, like, I, it's that's all you need to know. Like, Tyler Eifert, you can start him this week. Um, start the matchup and. You know, if he doesn't get his, he gets Arizona. Eifert will be fantasy irrelevant I'm, all year. That's not – yeah, if Eifert doesn't do well, that's – This is the best matchup he can that's have. That's just that – it just shows that he's bad. He's just bad at football. Or, or he's just not a good fantasy no. guy and he doesn't get it. Doesn't um, get his passes. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Um, so, we just talked about the juicies of the week. Um, we want to talk about two defensive streams. If they're still available in your league. That um, have pretty good matchups. I know we come out with our episodes on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So waivers are Tuesday nights. So, um, But if these guys are still available and you need Which, to stream a defense, we like them. Yeah, we do. Um, so you can talk a little bit about the Eagles. You picked them up this week. I did. I picked them up over you. Thank you again. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you very much. You all, hey, hey, that's what 3-1 will get you, man. Yeah, it sucks to be 3-1. <laughs> sucks to be 3-1. But... um. We really like the Eagles. Uh, you you even like the Eagles, but yeah, we both they're do. They're my top waiver claim because I mean they're playing the Jets, who uh, has this quarterback named Luke Falk, who uh, he's awful. I'm sorry, he's the third stringer for the Jets, and the Jets are only projected 15 points. So um, that's great news for the Eagles, as well as their running D looks really good, and um, with their running D. The running D looks really good, and um, sorry, Le'Veon Bell is their only weapon this year. So the Eagles' run D is going to stop Le'Veon. Mm-hmm. Then you've got you. Th- then you think the Eagles' secondary would be because it's it's garbage. It's bad. Avante Maddox, who's bad, is now out. So his even worse backup, backup. is now playing. But guess who they have passing the ball on the other side of the ball? It's not even going to hurt him. No, it's Luke Falk throwing to the Eagles D, which pretty much is a cancer. And I know this may not seem like a big deal for many of you, but defenses playing at home is proven to be oh, better than away. It's like proven in the numbers. Like yeah. if you just average them out, like it's significantly like it matters. It um, does. If you're if you're ever trying to decide between like a tiebreaker between two defenses, uh, they're so close in your mind. When in doubt, go with the home one. Uh, just use that as a little strategy going forward. But another defense who I'm a little higher on, who was actually my second favorite um, defensive stream this week behind the Eagles, is the Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. I didn't even get them this week, so I didn't even get my top two. But three, That's um, what three and one gets you. But, yeah, they're playing against Matt Barkley. Uh, Josh Allen just got ruled out today um, in the Bills. And Vegas only has the Bills scoring 17 points. Um, so it's going to be very low scoring for the Bills, um, who have looked pretty good this year, obviously with an easy schedule. But Titans D, um, they 
proved in week one that they can get a lot of sacks on a guy like Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think they could really cause a lot of havoc to Matt Barkley. And um, I really and, like the Titans this, this yeah, week. Yeah, and they're playing at home too. Home defense. Home defense is It right? matters. But you can't not, like, Titans D should be started in everyone's league as a, as a defense. They're a good defense, too. They're, a good they're defense actually a good defense. Any If no one in your league is starting a defense against Matt Barkley, even if you already have a good one for this week, like, I don't even know who you have. But, um, yeah, if you've got a good defense this week, you and, you really, and you look around your league and you see Titans not starting, you got to be like, what the heck? Like, someone's screwing up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those are our two defensive streams. Um, if any of them are still available and you still need to find one, um, go for it. Pick one of them up. Our next segment, it's the opposite of Juicy's. We've got the Spookies. The Spookies, yeah. This is our new one, uh, new segment, obviously, we talked a little bit earlier. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, as I said, the opposite of Juicy's. We were a little scared of their matchups this week and, you know, how well they're how well we think they're going to perform. Dude, they just give me the butterflies. They do. Like they give me the, like, they give me the like, I get creeps. The, I get they, the give creeps. Me the, they give me the creeps. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just really creepy, I it guess. Is. It is. And these guys, like, if, you, if you're starting this week, like, you might, you're a little creeped out. You're a little creeped out. Like, it's, it's a little spooky out here. It is. If you got one of these guys. <laughs> but our first guy is um, Dak Prescott, who's um, play, play, playing against Green Bay, who is the second best versus quarterbacks. Yeah, this pretty year. good. They've, their defense has definitely improved. Yeah, and um, expect, as we talked a little about earlier, expect a high involvement from Zeke versus this really weak Packers run D. So, mm-hmm. if you know, like, Packers defense, very good against or very good against the pass, very bad against the run. Mm-hmm. So, look at, I mean, I think the Cowboys are really going to try to take advantage of this and feed their all-pro back, um, Ezekiel Elliott. And you got to remember, Dak's coming off a really rough week four. Against the Saints. Yeah, so... Um, I think Dax. I mean, I don't. Do you like? Do you think? Do you like Dax? Like rest of season? I'm curious, I do. I really I kind of wanted him this year. I don't really mind him rest of season, but I mean, you kind of have to start him. Like he's he's been playing like a top or he's been playing like a QB one so far this season. I think you got to ride that right now, which just kind of sucks for this week. But, but he just played against Saints, who are not good against that's, the quarterback, and he did nothing. That's true. I don't, did he even score, throw a touchdown? I don't know. Um, this would be a good um, a tester, good test for him because um, he's if he can overcome the, this Green Bay defense. This will show whether because the the Cowboys had a very very easy schedule to start off, but it's getting a lot of, a little harder. So we'll see how Dak does against these defenses. Yeah. So in the same game though, um, obviously against the Packers, Aaron freaking Rodgers, he's actually a spooky for this week and. He hasn't been performing very well so far this season, but uh, yeah, Dallas is a top five defense against QBs, which isn't good for Aaron Rodgers. And this guy named Devontae Adams, who's considered, he was, he was a top pick in the fantasy drafts for some of you. First probably, rounder, probably. For wide receiver. But uh, yeah, he's he's going to be out this week, which again, does not help Aaron Rodgers. So we don't really like him this week. And we expect the running backs on both sides to get more work than usual. This week, we expect Aaron Jones to get the ball a little more. It's going to be a running game. It's going to be a running game for sure. I think it is, too. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say the Cowboys' run defense is bad. No. I wouldn't say it's great either. Mm-mm. But I do think... Um, with Devontae Adams out, I think they're going to want to use Aaron Jones, I think, a little more than usual. And with how, how good Dallas' pass defense is, hopefully they would try to work Aaron Jones a little more, especially for your fantasy team with having exactly. Aaron Jones. I've got Aaron Jones... And that's pretty much all I got to say on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's just, he's pretty spooky to me. He, he is pretty spooky, and the Packers are only projected to score twenty one. 
So only twenty one points. Not a lot. For Aaron Rodgers. But I think that's a lot of that's because of Dante Adams. A lot of that reason why yeah, that's so low. That's unfortunate. But um yeah. Our next guy is uh an ageless wonder when it comes to the quarterback position, Philip Rivers. He's actually our third spooky quarterback of he's the week. He's spooky this week. He's you know, he's he's been looking all right. But he's uh, been looking uh, I think all right. All, actually, all, all right is like might be a perfect word. I think it's a perfect word. I would like to say it's probably 100 percent accurate. It is, okay. unlike Philip. Th- Rivers. Thank you for the compliment. I you're, appreciate. You're it. welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, so Philip Rivers, he's going against Denver, who's a top six defense against quarterbacks. We know they just lost Bradley Chubb, but they're. I think they're still going to be good. Yeah, and um, this week, you know, you got guys like Melvin Gordon and Eckler who have great matchups against this Denver weak Denver D when it comes to the run. So um, I would not be surprised if we just see girl. girl uh, Gordon and and Eckler just get a lot of the work. Gurloin? Yeah, gir- no, it's Gurley. So it's like the Gore. It's like the Gorley. So it's like the Gordon Gurley combo. Nice. I don't like it. I don't no, like I'm just it. kidding. I don't like but, it. But um, all. no, but uh, Melvin and um, Austin Eckler should um get a lot of use this week, especially against that weaker Denver run D. And also, Chris Harris Jr. is probably gonna be on Keenan Allen, which will also diminish some of Philip Rivers' weapons. Did I see Mike Will- Mike Williams is playing this week? He's not. He's not know, playing. I don't think he is. I I got a notification about it. I wasn't sure if it was like he's out or he's in. Like it was one or the other. Yeah, he's been on and off, but uh, he's he's questionable right now. I guess but. he's still qu- dude. I swear I got a notification about him earlier. The, he indicated that he'll be good to go. Good to go. But uh, that doesn't. I don't know how much that tells me. No. But that's yeah. kind of that's still we don't really know. We don't really know at all. But yeah, as we said, should be a lot of. Anthony Lynn came out and said that there should be a lot of running this game with Gordon Eckler, so that just hurts Philip Rivers. Yep, sure does. Unless you know he could get the little passing game to the running backs established a little bit. He could, but but he's still super spooky. He's very spooky. <laughs> yeah. So um, next uh, we got Cleveland's quarterback Baker Mayfield, who a very big surprise. Just, just, just played great. He played good. I, I mean that great. offense looked good. Nick Chubb looked good. New Nick Chubb looked really good, and Baker got it done last week. He did. Uh, he's actually at San Francisco on their second Monday night football game this season, their third primetime game this season. What the heck? And I think they've got another one coming after this. But, um, yeah, at San Francisco, who their D has actually surprised a lot of people. They're actually eighth best against quarterback, which is bad news for Baker, obviously. And um, – He's performed back-to-back weeks, uh, weeks one through three, right? Is that correct? Yep, one, two, and three, very bad. And he's gotten sacked uh, in all of those games. Um, By, like, a lot. Like, he was getting sacked a lot in those first few weeks. He was. The offensive line has not looked great either. And San Francisco has got the ninth-best ninth sack percentage. So, when Baker's getting pressured by these D-lines, like, he normally doesn't look great. And like, last week, he only he wasn't getting pressured a lot by the Ravens' D. Yeah. Um, so he was able to perform a little bit better than what his previous performances it, were. It but. also doesn't help that San Francisco has the ninth best sack percentage in the league so far. So that just puts a cherry on top of how how scared I am of Baker Mayfield when it comes to sacks. He's not getting rid of the ball. He's not. And uh, he's well. Odell was pretty irrelevant last week, right? Even with Chubb's performance. He decided that he did not want to play last week, I guess, after getting – Choked out by uh, one of the Ravens' DBs. <laughs> My lord, oh, God, yeah, that was fun. But I did see a video though. After it was like he didn't get choked though. He was kind of just getting held right. Yeah, near, I, I don't guess. know. Right in the upper, you upper, near the neck, it. near the neck area. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so those are our um, 
QBs are a little spooked out for this week. Um, but we do have some running backs who um, are pretty spooky. Uh, so running backs, this is a guy who's a great running back. Who you're most likely going to have to roster oh, and, or you're, start. You're, you're, you're starting him this week. Yeah. Um, but just know going in that um, he could underperform. we're going to put guys on our spookies list that you're going to start anyway because he can still do well even without um, one of these great matchups. But um, the first, yeah, Alvin Kamara. Kamario bros. Yeah, so he's going against Tampa Bay, who's the third best versus the run, which is concerning because if you're Alvin Kamara, you want to be able to go against that easy run defenses. But um, he's going to be mainly limited to mainly his pass production for a great week. Uh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's not the best against um, the pass. Yeah, but he's, he's also got backs. he's got Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball most likely, which doesn't help him. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, Kamara like he's a start. Like he's a start if you got him. You're starting him. Um, he can still do pretty well, but um, don't necessarily expect his, his projection. Because mm-hmm. when we when we list these higher end guys who are spookies, um, we're just projecting um under um we're projecting him less than what um most other people are. Yeah. Our next guy who actually went bananas last week is actually Nick Chubb, uh, which sucks because we had him as a as a spooky last week. It, it did and he went suck. off. Apologies. But for this that. week though, we're confident. We're confident. He is spooky. Yeah, he's going against just like Baker Mayfield Niners, who's. Actually, the best against the run, which may surprise people, even though they uh, got their first round draft pick, uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, Buckeye, go Bucks! But uh, yeah, when a few weeks ago the Pittsburgh defense or Pittsburgh Steelers went against this Niners defense with Connor and Samuels, uh, and they did not perform very well. And neither did Mixon the week after. Neither did Mixon. Both guys in in Chubb's division. Who are arguably better running backs than Nick arguably? Chubb. They're they're all in that same little tier. They right? are. They're all before they get started. That's all they were. Getting, all those three AFC North running backs were getting drafted in the same spot. But um, yeah, they're only projected twenty two points by Vegas. Um, the Browns are, and they're also underdogs to the Niners. So and they're on the road. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised too if like you know he could get game scripted out. This Niners team looks pretty good undefeated. Mm-hmm. We'll see what Jimmy G does against this Browns D. <laughs> yeah, and after that week with Chubb last week. Um, People are gonna be expecting a lot of him this week, but mm-hmm. we're not. We're not super high. We're not. At least I'm not. Yeah, we think he's kind of scary. Pretty spooky. Yeah, another top like these first three backs we're talking about are all top backs in fantasy football, mm-hmm. and this next one's Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, as we spoke about before, the Eagles' running defense has uh, been pretty pretty disgusting against other running backs. Uh, they're fifth so far when it comes to running defense, and uh, yeah, they've got Luke Falk. The Jets do, and that just hurts Le'Veon in any way, shape, or form. Because Le'Veon, I would say, a lot of his production is actually in the passing game. It is, and with having Luke Falk at quarterback, uh, there's gonna be a lot of short drives. They're not gonna last long. Mm-mm. Not getting to the red zone. It's just gonna oh, hurt. No. It's just gonna hurt his total opportunity when it comes to being on the field and getting fantasy points. And the Jets are only projected to score 15. Also, I uh, I read up on this one thing: the Eagles' defense has actually only allowed. One yard per carry, or 1.8 yard per carry when it comes to running backs this year. that are running against the Eagles. It's very low. Um, Not good. What is that? Six yards before you punt. That's just fourth and four every single time if you Not run good. play. Yeah, so the Eagles D has been um, looking really good against running backs. And Le'Veon, um, obviously, he's such a great talent, um, but we think he's going to underperform his projection this week. So moving on, um, 
we're looking at the all. Um, we're not just telling you one back here. It's the whole Redskins backfield. Uh, they're going against New England, who's the second best versus running backs. New England has been one of the best defenses, and mm-hmm. literally, probably, they're, they're the no, best. They're the best. They're the best defense. They're exponentially higher than. If the you had best. New England D like to start the year, like you're good for you. You, you could argue be four and zero right now, just based well, on dude. That. You could consider New England D a league winner, even based on these first four weeks have been great. But um, yeah, so like you look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who week two played against New England, absolutely did nothing. You don't think a guy like Adrian Peterson or Chris Thompson are really going to go out and do great against Mm-mm. New England? I mean, obviously these backs aren't the most talented, and they're not very prestigious fantasy running backs. But um, in the they're run- not they're not going to really get yeah, much going. Especially uh, they just announced that Colt McCoy is going to be starting again. They didn't even know who was starting no, until today. John Gruden, Jay Gruden, or Jay Gruden, excuse me. Um, Jay Gruden doesn't even know who he wants to start. Yeah, so it's super bad because they're probably practicing all week, more worried about trying to figure out what quarterback's starting. Rather than preparing for preparing the for game. That, preparing for their arguably hardest oh, matchup Oh, it's definitely their year. hardest game. And um, Vegas only projected them to score 14 points this week, which is the least of any team. Mm-hmm. That's not. So that's two God. touchdowns available. Please do yourself um, a favor and stay away from these players. Yeah, stay Please. away from Chris Thompson. Stay away from Adrian Peterson. I don't know if this would be like this – is, this is spooky for sure, but this is also just – you stay away. Just stay. You're not. Don't you're not starting it. these guys. No. Um, if they're sitting in your flex, find your other flex. <laughs> yeah. So well, for sure. Yeah, and a guy who just did pretty well. Um, really well. Uh, Wayne Gallman, who's replacing Saquad Barkley, who's actually he has tiny quads, right? Very very small quads. Uh, uh, skips leg day usually. He does skip leg day, which is unfortunate because he could be so much better. He could be, and he's actually supposed to come back if you in a maybe next week. Who knows? They won't maybe rule him next out. week. Maybe next week, but yeah. We hate Wayne. We actually don't like Wayne Gallman this week because he's going against Minnesota, who has allowed only one, count him, one rushing touchdown so far this year. Uh, and only 103. Well, no, on, on those uh, rushing attempts, rushing touchdown attempts, they've only. I'll word it better. I'm sorry. They've ran the ball 103 times, or they've had 103 rushes against them. Yes. And only one of those 103. Has been a touchdown. Been a touchdown. So that's yes. less than 1% yes. of, of um, carries have led to a touchdown um, for running backs against Minnesota. So, uh, Wayne Gallman, though, it, um, you can really can't count on those run- those touchdowns this week against Minnesota. They got Linval Joseph up there in the middle. Mm-hmm. They got Anthony Barr at linebacker, who's definitely been a bruiser this year. Um, Wayne Gallman, who I don't find to be one of the crazily talented running backs, but... Um, yeah, I uh, we I don't like him this week, and I'm and I'm I sure don't definitely don't expect the Giants to get on the goal line very often. Yeah, like I don't think Minnesota is great. Like mm. I would I would be like I think this could be a very close game. Um, I don't see the Giants or the Vikings really killing either of them. But uh, Wayne Gallman just is, is spooky to me. Like yeah. if you got another option, start it. Like the one thing is though, if you have Wayne Gallman on your team, you probably picked him up because you're desperate for running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe he is your only guy that you can start, mm-hmm. but uh, he's spooky for sure. So if you have um, maybe a wide receiver option to play at the flex spot instead of him, uh, I'd, I'd uh, probably go with probably go with the yeah, wide receiver. I'd have to agree. Our last spooky spookies of the week. Yeah, Our, we have multiple spookies. We do. This last one is actually a multiple, same as the Redskins, but it's the 49ers running backs. Kevin, would tell me about a few of them. Yeah. So. Um, the 49ers have possibly got Tevin Coleman coming back this week. They uh, do. You got Matt Breida, and you got Jeff Wilson, and Raheem Mostert. They got four of them. Mostert. 
uh, mustard man, the Mr. Must start. Um, but yeah, you really can't trust any of the backs right now. And, um, for the 49ers, obviously, uh, they've done pretty well. They're coming off the bye, but, um, well, you also can't trust them against the Browns because they're the 10th best against the run. Mm-hmm. And the hardest part about this is you really don't know like who's going to get most of the work this, this, this week, just mm-hmm. because Tevin's back. You don't know like what guy do I start? Like I, I, I Tevin's the start. Obviously you're not, you're not even touching. You're not even looking at Jeff Wilson or he most cert. You're not looking at, you're not really looking at the only guys I'd be contemplating between are Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. If they had a good matchup though, I don't start exactly. either of them this week. I know. Kyle Shanahan loves using all their running backs, and he's he's pretty good at using. They've done well so far. They've done pretty well, but just to add one more back to the conversation just makes everything gross, and I I don't really want any part of it right now until I see a guy who's getting the bulk of the work. Yeah, very very true. Yeah. So um yeah, those are our spooks of the week backs. when it comes to running backs, and actually uh. Yeah, let's get into the receivers. Let's. So, first off, Amari Cooper going against the best defense against wide receivers. Yeah, they've the Packers, they've looked fantastic, and we just talked about Dak, how we're spooked about him. Yeah, so the Cowboys, um, we think they're going to favor that running attack versus the weak uh, Green Bay uh, run defense. So, we really think Zeke is the guy to, that you want on this Cowboys offense this week, and we really think mm-hmm. the passing game you really can't count on. Like, obviously, you're starting Amari Cooper, but... He's. Uh, we think he's going to underperform. Uh, what his projection tells you. And you got to remember too that Amari was having some ankle injury problems during the week. He's been limited in practice some days. He did make a statement saying like he's been playing no matter what, mm-hmm. even when he's injured and stuff. But who? I mean, they, they always say that you can't just neglect an like an ankle injury. Like he sat out for a reason, you know. Like you could be playing mid game and tweak that up just a little bit, and boom, half the game you're not getting any points. Yeah. But another um, higher-end receiver that we don't like this week yeah. is um, Keenan Allen, who's getting passes from one of our spookies and Phillip Rivers. Yeah, we really don't like Keenan Allen this week. Uh, Denver's actually third best against receivers, despite them being 0-4. And, and he's most likely going to be guarded by Chris Harris Jr., who's fantastic. Um, well, yeah, he could shadow him. He could shadow him. He could, but um, Keenan Allen just came off a pretty disappointing Week against Miami, we expected uh, a weak be- Miami defense. Yeah, that, that was kind of a, a weird game, I would say. But also, there's another running back uh, into the game, Melvin Gordon, and as we said before, Anthony Lynn really wants to use both of those guys at the same time, and we expect a pretty run-heavy game uh, from the Chargers. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm curious. Um, so obviously, Keenan's done pretty well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give you a little bit of a comparison. Like, who, I'm trying to give you a good um, who you'd rather have between Keenan? Between Keenan, I'm gonna say Keenan Allen. I have a good one for you. Have a good... All right, do it to me. Keenan Allen or Cooper Cup? That's a great one. <laughs> That's a great one. I know because you. you love I'm gonna your... remove all AFC West bias here when it comes to this. Um, okay. Because normally I don't like having AFC West players on my team, which and might towards... sound kind of crazy as a fantasy big guy, but I'm a big Raiders guy too, That's and um, I don't fair. like. I'm not a I don't, fan. I don't of that. like watching my fan, my um, my players against yeah. my own team. Baby, <laughs> shut up. Um, also try to remove bias from Cooper Cup. I am. I'm taking Cooper Cup. Really, dude got 17 targets. How can I pass up a guy who got 17 targets, 12 targets week before, 11 targets week before that? Like. 
this dude is getting so many targets, and Keenan Allen can't even go out and put up a good game against Miami. Like Cooper Cup's got twenty plus. So, are you against Keenan Allen? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, this week I don't like him. <laughs> what no, about? but I, future uh, rest of season though, no, I'm not against Keenan. Um, he's the guy in in um in Los Angeles for them. So uh, no, I'm not against Keenan. If you've got but this him, week, this week, this week I don't like him. He's no. spooky. Very spooky. But, yeah, no, I'm taking Cooper Cup rest mm. of the season. Um, okay. I, it's so hard for me, though, because I feel like, oh, Cooper Cup would be such a good sell high. Like, But he's consistently went out and performed. Like I, He's getting the targets. I can't think that, like, he's – it's different with a guy, like, who's been, like, going up and down, up and down, or bad, one great week, and then you sell him. Like, this is a guy who's been good mm-hmm. at great weeks yeah. consistently. It's almost like you got to start buying into a guy like Cooper Cup. But, yeah, Keenan, though, not super high on him this yeah. week. So, um, definitely a little spooky if you're having to start him. But, yeah. obviously, you're starting him. Our next spooky guy is actually... He's questionable, right? He is questionable, and he's also... 50-50 chance to play. We also weren't a fan of him last year. It's actually Terry McLaurin. He's go, got the hammy injury. He does. Uh, go Bucks, by the way. Uh, beat MSU. Uh, but, yeah, he's going against New England, who's the number one defense all around, but they're all actually also the number two when it comes to going against wide receivers. And if he plays, he's most likely going to be guarded by... Uh, I expect Stephon Gilmore, right? He's been fantastic so far. Oh yeah, yeah. Stephon Gilmore will have him a lot, but Terry, like Terry's good though. He can beat you deep. He could, but not. He also, this could, week. he could re-aggravate that hammy too. Just keep that in mind. It's very common for football players. It's a common hammy injuries. But as we said before, this Washington offense is you should go. It's in shambles right now. They've got Colt McCoy starting. The least projected points by Vegas this week. That's just you. Uh, Ew, just ew all around. Yeah, I just I really don't want any part of this Washington offense this week. Um, or even rest of season other than Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's the only guy rest of season that I'm interested in. Yeah, same. Uh, Trey Quinn had a little bit of involvement earlier no, on. No, he's, no, he's, no, no, no. He's not, I'm saying he's not going to be fantasy yeah, relevant okay. the rest of the year. But he did have a high snap percentage, though. He's having over 90% those first couple weeks. Okay. But, um, yeah, another spooky. Um, he's on my team, and I'm still starting him this week, guys. So, um, yeah, as we talked about, spookies aren't sits, okay? Spookies are just spookies. Mm-hmm. But uh, Larry Fitzgerald, um, he's not in a great matchup. He's going against Cincinnati, which, surprisingly, are the seventh uh, best against wide receivers, mm-hmm. which is so odd because they're so bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, look at a guy like Juju last week who did nothing against Cincinnati. Really, any receiver. The only thing Deontay Johnson kind of had a he got a little bit. He got that one wide open catch. Yeah. But other than that, Juju only had two catches. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, like with Larry, is the offense is going to run through DJ, who we absolutely love this week um, against that weak run defense. He's our juicy. He's our juicy running back this week. And yeah, as you said, they're just going to run the ball through Cincinnati's guts. And uh, Colin Murray also has not been performing well lately. I mean, he fantasy wise he has, but uh, he hasn't been looking great for the past few weeks. Last week, he was 77 uh, passer rating, correct? Yeah, which is very low. Yeah. Which is very low, and it kind of shows. Like, And Larry obviously didn't have a great week last week, and I think it's partly why he has to count on Kyler having a pretty good week when it comes to passing mm-hmm. the football for him to uh, do well. But uh, this week is a little scary, though, with a guy like DJ, who um, should take up a lot of the work of their offense. If Cliff, if Cliff Kingsbury likes, wants to take advantage of that week, uh, Cincinnati run D. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got one more wide receiver on our Spookies list. Uh, John Smokey Brown. Yeah, John yeah. Smokey Brown. It's unfortunate. We, we've we liked him so far this season. Oh, yeah, but he doesn't have a quarterback this week. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, my guy, Josh Allen, actually, is uh, most likely going to be out this week, which means Matt Barkley is going to be starting. He's so good, though. No, I'm kidding. Matt I'm Barkley. Kidding. Oh, my God, I love Matt Barkley. Yeah, but and the thing is, too, you pair John Brown with um, Matt Barkley going against Tennessee, who's a top 10 defense versus wide receivers. 
And Vegas pretty much hates the Bills this week. Only projected 16 points by the, Vegas. The only player I'm starting that is playing in this game is Derrick Henry. If you have any other player. Yep, there's not a single player I'm starting besides Derrick Henry. No, this game is gross. I'm sorry. I mean, Bills D. Bills D, Titans, Titans D, D, but that's... Yeah, the defenses. The defenses. Because <laughs> we hate the offensive players. Not even the kickers. <laughs> we don't like anyone. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't like anyone. Get it, uh, try to get him out of your lineups John, other John than Derrick Henry. Like if you start John Brown, you're just hoping for a miracle of a deep pass from, from Matt, Matt Barkley. Barkley. That's it. That's just not going to happen. You're hoping one of those two touchdowns projected by Vegas is going to be a bomb to John Brown. So, no um, no on John Brown this week. Uh, stay, stay away from him and probably sit. Yeah, so uh, that's our wide receivers for this week, or spookies, I I should say. Next, moving on to our tight end, which it's kind of hard to do. Well, for the spookies, it's not hard to do because the tight end is just uh, it's really hard to come by now nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, tight end's tough because um, pretty much if you have one of those top-end tight ends, um, you're starting them every week. You're not really... It's not like a, a big uh, matchup-based position mm-hmm. when it comes to starting and sitting, except for the streams. Um, if you've got a guy who's gonna who um, gets passes, you're starting no matter what. And one of the guys who gets passes is Zach Ertz, who um, he's going against the New uh, New York Jets, who are actually second best versus tight end, which is it's surprising. Surprising, yeah. But this uh, game, we expect this game to get out of hand. However, that also means that I think the Eagles will be running the ball a lot this game. Considering how bad the Jets' defense is when yeah, it comes to running. Question, though, do you think, like, with Sean Jackson out, like, does that increase Zach Ertz's involvement a little bit? Maybe a little bit, but I still don't think... The game be... script will matter, though. That ma- It matters. But I don't think they'll be passing the ball much this game, other than maybe at the beginning to, you know, our well, Alshon Jeffrey. Al- Alshon, which is kind of odd. Like, we yeah. love Alshon. We don't like Zach it's Ertz. It's also... But matchup-based is very important when it comes well, to fantasy. The tight ends, like, they seem like they're the same, but... They're, They're guarded not. by different people, like cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers. Linebackers, it's different. It's very different. But yeah, no. If you have Zach Ertz, though, you're still starting him. Mm-hmm. You're starting him. Um, you're looking for one of those touchdowns, and you're, you're hoping still, they're, for they're, the, they're going to score almost thirty points. You're hoping for the touchdown. In so, my opinion, um, they're, they're probably going to get some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we're we're definitely a little lower on Zach Ertz than what we would normally be on an average week. Yeah, and another guy we're low on is actually uh, Austin Hooper. Is actually he's been performing pretty well. I think he's tied in two right now in the league. Or yeah, in fantasy leagues. But uh, he's going against Houston, who's actually third best against tight ends. So bad news for him. Had a great week. La- I know he had a great week last week, but that was when Julio and uh, Calvin Ridley were sort of on quiet. And they're on the quiet side for sure. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they start getting a little bit more involved this week, um, which definitely could happen for sure, especially with a guy like Julio Jones. And so I, th- talented. I feel like Devonta Freeman will get a little more involvement against Houston. Yeah, it's definitely going to cut into Hooper. I think he had, what, like around 130 receiving yards last yeah. week? Um, so it's definitely going to cut into Hooper's a little bit. Um, you can't expect what you got out of him last week, especially against this tough Texans defense against um, mm-hmm. against the tight end. But, yeah, and also they have a low-scoring projection by Vegas, only 22, so not very high, um, definitely in the bottom half. So um, Vegas isn't loving this um, Falcons offense this week. No, which it's unfortunate because they've got so many weapons. But, yeah, so Hooper, he's definitely spooky. Um, but if you have Hooper, he's probably got, like, if he's on your team, he's probably your best tight end. Um, cause obviously, based on what you've seen this year, but um, yeah, he's he's, he's spooky he's for spooky us. Spooky for and us. It, but maybe you've got maybe you've got two options though. If you got two, maybe uh, you got a uh, Darren Waller, uh, Mark Andrews that you snagged late. Yep, exactly. Go for him go, instead go for of him uh, Hooper. Take the average matchup over this one. And our last uh, tight end this week, Delaney Walker, who uh, has he, he had a good week, uh, week one against uh, Cleveland. 
but slowly he's been progressively getting a little, little worse, and he's actually been lingering, or had a lingering knee injury uh, over the past week. Yeah, he has. Um, he's been um, having knee problems, so definitely makes you a little bit concerned for the game when yeah, it comes to sure. having an injury in the middle of the game. Yeah, especially and, with an older guy like Delaney. Yeah, and going to a team like Buffalo, who's the best against tight end, um, you're not looking uh, too great if you're a starting Delaney Walker. Uh, he's he's not a good start this week. Don't give me this. Mar- what about Marcus Mariota? Oh, he's, he's playing pretty well. I, I still don't want any receiver that's – being thrown the ball from Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and factor in the game script too. I mean, they could be beating Matt Barkley by a good bit for this game. Yeah, they could just resort to running it to their workhorse back, Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Delaney Walker though, not super high on this week. Um, hopefully, you're not in a situation where you need to start him. But uh, no, we we don't like him this week. So, uh, try to find a guy like Tyler Eifert instead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a segment we're gonna do every week coming up. Uh, we just finished up our uh, juicies and spookies, but we're gonna move on. To our Sneak Freaks of the Week, which is uh, two players we select. Yeah, it's our second time doing it. We're super excited. We're excited to talk about it this week. Yep. Um, we pretty much, what we do is uh, we select a player that's under under around under 20% yep. owned in uh, Fantasy Leagues. Um, we're not like crazily strict on the number, but um, we're trying to find guys who and we're not, are available in pretty much every, all of your leagues. And we're not super strict on the uh, position either. Yeah, so uh, we select a player that we like. Um, we think could boom. Um, it's risky. Like we're not saying we we're not saying come out and start these dudes like 100%. But we do like them. And um, yeah, Brandon, start us off with yours though because I'm curious to hear a little bit about yours. Cause I yeah. I don't even know who yours is yet. <laughs> so uh, my sneak freak of the week is actually Auden Tate of the Cincinnati right, Bengals. I, li- I like him. I do too. Uh, I really like him because, as you know, John Ross is on IR, so that leaves more targets for Auden Tate. And he's actually, the past two weeks, uh, combined past two weeks, 10 receptions, 138 yards, and 16 targets, which is actually pretty good. considering Very good. Considering, you know, the Bengals aren't very good. And we also, we, we love Andy Dalton this week against the Arizona Cardinals, who aren't very good at... Uh, Defending pretty much anything. For anything, yeah. And the Cardinals are actually seventh worst when it comes to passes on the outside. And that's where Tate usually lines up uh, when it comes to uh, game script. Yeah, and he's a big body, too. 6'5", 227. Yeah, I really like that. It's so, going to be a big, big body to throw to. I, I like Auden Tate as a stream this week, even if you're really low on, you know, wide receiver for some reason, or if you want to throw him in the flex play. Yeah, if you got, like, Kenny Galladay on the bye or something, like, who knows? Maybe throw Auden Tate in there? Yeah. You never know. I don't know. A little, little uh, it's, pr- it's pretty sneaky and a little freaky, too. A little sneaky and freaky, I would say. Yeah, but I'd say mine might be even a little sneakier and freakier. Who is um, your guy, Kevin? Yeah, I'm, uh, I got Ted Ginn Jr. this week. Ted Ginn, the Buckeye. The Buckeye, yes. The um, speed demon. Yeah, New Orleans Saints receiver uh, going against Tampa Bay, who's six worst versus wide receivers. Um, you know what? What you get from Ted Ginn is you get a lot of boom and bust potential with him. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's partly that's why true. he's not rostered in a lot of leagues. Um, Vegas has uh, New Orleans projected over twenty five points by Vegas, or Vegas hasn't projected over twenty five points. Um, so it's going to be above average uh, scoring game for New Orleans. And um, you got to look back at like last week, Tampa Bay just had Cup and Woods just have field days in, in week four. So um, and they also um, allowed Sterling Shepard to have a great uh, game in week three. So uh, someone's got to do it. It could be Michael Thomas, but don't sleep on if it's Ted Ginn Jr. Because uh, Ted Ginn Jr., um, you feel like he's been in New Orleans offense. Like, he doesn't get a lot of talk, but he sits back, gets his yards sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like week one, yeah. he did great. 
I believe. And then yeah, um, he did. He week did one, he had a great he had a, week. He had a great week. week hundred yards. Yeah, but then you get like weeks two through four, and he's just like no. Uh, he had a, he actually had a goose egg week two. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, he's definitely pretty sneaky and freaky, but uh, he, he's my he, pick. He's definitely boomer bust, but yeah. I don't and mind him against this. Tampa Bay defense. There's not many picks we can make with under 20% of leagues. Like, <laughs> there's not many we can pick with like that are just easy picks. Like that we think are going to automatically mm-hmm. go out and get production. But yeah. um, they're mainly going to be guys who are relying a little bit more on boom games. And um, I think Auden Tate though will likely get more targets than Ted Ginn. Um, but Ted Ginn, I think more likely to get that big play. Big play for sure. Yep. So yeah, uh, our last thing we want to talk about is um, we posted on our Twitter at, at T Fantasy Freaks. Uh, yeah. We wanted to ask you guys to ask us some questions for this week. We haven't even actually like really looked at them yet, so no. we wanted to just kind of like answer them on the spot. Um, so uh, we'll pull these up right now. Um, yeah, we're gonna answer a few of them. Yeah. So there's a few questions. Uh, let's get these pulled up real quick. Mine's not loading. Brandon, why, why I got, I got the off? first one. Uh, first question from not that far right. Who's your take on the future, Austin Eckler? Who's your future? Who's your take on the future of Austin Eckler? Should he should he be dropped? Um, I, I, I cannot speak. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you go. Yeah. So he definitely should not be dropped. No, you cannot drop Austin Eckler. That, he we, is such a good running back. Just, they are going to use him. We they just talked about him. how we love him this week and. I think he's a pretty viable flex option moving forward. Anthony Lynn has came out and said that we're going to want to use both of them. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Austin Eckler, um, obviously, you know, his future is going to be a little – it's definitely going to be a little worse than what you've seen so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he should definitely not be dropped, especially until no. we see what the workload looks like. Like, you can't – I mean, and, not not that far right. You can't go out and, like, think, yeah. like, oh, I'm just assuming he's not going to get any work. Like, he's going he's gonna to yeah. get some work. And well, I, I would not be surprised let me just if mention tandem let me just mention the chargers offense they are they have so many players that are injured right now and they don't have many options other than keenan mike williams and melvin and then eckler so i think especially at the wide receiver position inman just got put on ir so i think they might want to use eckler more in the passing game especially too uh moving forward yeah so um definitely stick with us Austin eckler and uh give, give him a few weeks to see what's going on yeah. but i think they're gonna use him a little more than what people expect so moving on to this next question, um, it's from um, Fantasy Burner Twelve. Um, he asks, um, non PPR RB two is Wayne Goldman, wide receiver three Juju and flex Miles Sanders. Switch any of these for MVS or Damian slash Daryl Williams. He has them both. Okay. So first, looking at this, um, it's non PPR. It's non PPR. Um, so the wide receiver position might not be as valuable. Yeah. So I look at a guy like MVS. Not a great matchup this week um, against Dallas. Um, obviously, he's going to be promoted that wide receiver one with Devontae Adams out. Um, I'm not looking to put MVS in here, to be completely honest. But the problem with Damian Williams and Daryl Williams is you don't know who's going to get the work. It's pretty crowded right now. With Damian back, um, we don't really know what to expect because we haven't really seen a ton of Daryl Williams. Like, the past couple weeks has been mm-hmm. without Damian. Yeah. Um, as we talked about a little earlier, we're not super high on Wayne Gallman, mm-hmm. who he has his RB2. Um, Brandon, is there any sort of switch that you would think about making here? No. As we said before, MVS is a pretty hard matchup right now. And, like, I, I get he's going to be the wide receiver one for Green Bay this week. I just don't know. Like, it's going to be a pretty, pretty low, slow game, I feel like. Pretty low scoring. And I think you're starting Juju. You're starting Juju. Uh, you start Juju. You start, I think you're starting Miles Sanders. Like I think you're starting. He's, uh, he's juicy. Yeah. Um. So the question really for here is um, – 
you keep I, Wayne Gallman or do you switch him out for either MVS or Damian or Daryl Williams? I would switch Gallman with with Damian. I think that with the high scoring uh, offense of Kansas City, especially this week, they're projected 33. I really think Damian could be used heavily in the passing game, rushing game, and on the goal line. I think I agree with you. Damian was their guy from the start of the year, and he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Darrell. I think Darrell is going to be irrelevant. Yeah, I would switch out. I agree with you, Brandon. I'm on. I'm on. Um, yeah, fantasy burner. I'd switch out Wayne Gallman. Um, put Damian Williams in there, and uh, yeah, keep uh, keep Juju at uh, your wide receiver three, and uh, yeah. uh, and keep Miles Sanders in there because um, yeah. I think he can. I think he can get some work. Yeah. So, uh, our last question of the day uh, is out from uh, Goats underscore Hose. How do you guys feel about? A, Ryquel Armstead going forward, and B, Jordan Howard versus Miles Sanders in terms of who to play. Yeah, so why don't you touch a little on Ryquel Armstead? Yeah, this is an easy question. I These going to be I, – I I don't even want to be looking at him. No. Um, Leonard Fournette is the guy. Yeah, no, you um you can't um you can't even consider Ryquel Armstead. What sucks is, like, at this point of the year, um, like, we haven't really found, like, any, like, brand-new running backs that have burst onto the scene that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel like – no one. I think a single running back got wavered in our league this week. Um, yeah. A guy like Ryan Arm said though, um, what Leonard Fournette's the guy. He's gonna get all the volume. I'm. I'm not even. Thinking I don't about even think like. I even think that. Even if you have Fournette, I don't think you should even handcuff Armstead right now. No. Um, I don't I, think he's that. I don't even think he's that valuable. No. If even if you have Fournette, I I wouldn't even mm-hmm. pursue the handcuff. Yeah. Because I don't even know how much you can trust the dude. Like, what's so good about Fournette? Is he gets all that volume. Mm-hmm. Like. I've never, I haven't really seen Armstead play either. So yeah, I think he, he hasn't been playing much. Yeah, no. So for a um, Michael Armstead, um, yeah, not much, sure. not much involving him going forward. Yeah, and we then, touched a little on the second one a little did. earlier. We have touched on it multiple times, I would say. And uh, yeah, Kevin, what are your thoughts? I I'm a Miles Sanders owner. I want to hear your side of the story. Yeah. So my side of the story is so Jordan Howard. Um, he's more the guy who I like right now, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you think about your roster construction right now, um, you look at Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. Um, if you're asking me, like, who would I rather have? Well, it bases on how my team's looking in the current mm-hmm. spot. Oh, for sure. So, um, if I'm looking for a guy right now, let's say I'm starting 1-3, or I'm 0-4, 1-3, I'm looking to get a win right now because I don't want to be get out of playoff contention right in the first five weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking for a guy like Jordan Howard who is getting these t- these red zone carries right now. Mm-hmm. He's He's proven that he can take advantage of him yeah and i think right now jordan howard is the guy um so that's the guy who i'm playing as my if you maybe pick i'm picking if i had both of them I'm playing jordan howard this week if i had to pick one or the other but um if i'm a team that's sitting at like three and one sitting pretty and i got miles sanders sitting there i think and my I running backs you, look okay that's who i want i think you could wait and wait to see when miles sanders's breakout game is gonna happen and are you scared that, that breakout will never happen Cause you're an owner. Like I feel like it could very. I mean, it could, I, I believe it could possibly never happen. The breakout game could never happen. Yeah, I, I disagree because Doug Peterson likes using his running backs, and I think he's gonna want to use Miles Sanders even more. Because they spent a high draft pick. Because they spent a high draft pick, and he, he, I think, he, in my opinion. Trying to be as unbiased as possible, I think he's more talented than Jordan Howard. No, that's fair. Jordan no, Howard's a, that's fair. All due respect to Jordan Howard, he's a great running back, but Miles Sanders is the more talented, better cutting, and more explosive, in my opinion, than Jordan Howard is. But as you spoke about before, right now, if you're uh, in terms of who to play, if you're really desperate and need to win, 
Jordan Howard's definitely the goal guy because he's the goal linebacker. Yeah, he'll get you the touchdowns yeah, right he, now that you need. He can get you six points like just like that. And if he can get you six points for a touchdown, get you forty yards. That's already double digits. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously the guys like when we're talking all these episodes, um, half PPR is what we talk about. Um, we think it's the best uh, scoring format. Well, I think we'll use half PPR till the day we die. Um, mm-hmm. So when we're referencing points, you're like, no, he actually got this. No, like. We're wired a little different. Yeah, um, but we think you should make the switch though. If you're if you're not using half PPR, half PPR is definitely it's it's perfect. It's that perfect middle ground because it doesn't overvalue or undervalue. Full PPR that, is a little catch. too much in my opinion. Yeah, like it it really helps those pass catching running backs. Like it, it honestly, if you don't have one of those top five picks, and you're getting those running backs who don't catch as many passes, um, those guys like Saquon and DJ, they're getting a strong, really strong advantage. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Cool. Yeah, so I'm um, happy PR though. But yeah, that's all we got for the show. Um, yeah. I don't think we got anything else to hit. Um, we do need to come up with a name though for that question segment. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas, let us know. Um, yeah, please. We, we want to get a good name that uh, we can reference because um, we're definitely trying to. Um, Message like, us on Twitter. DM us, reply to us, whatever. If you don't want to put your account in the bottom of a fantasy account, DM us. You know, like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll reply. We reply to everyone. Um, yeah, we also we want to say thanks. To all of our viewers, followers on Twitter, all the support you guys have given us so far, all the questions you've asked. Yeah, we've really, we've really enjoyed you guys helping yeah. us out, help us grow. Um, you know, we're new to this, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, we definitely think we can really help you guys out, and you guys have been really supportive, and um, we appreciate that and helping us. Uh, and we love the questions too. We love. Oh them. yeah, like that. Gosh, love the questions. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here for mm-hmm. those. Yeah, we're here to help you guys win. We're each, for you. Each and every week. So when you guys have those specific questions, like. We've got, we've got you covered. I mm-hmm. mean, um, we we think uh, we think you're gonna be giving you guys the right advice. Oh, for sure. But yeah, make yep. sure to follow us on Twitter though at um, T Fantasy Freaks. Um, we're growing, almost 350 followers. Yeah. Um, we're trying to get to 1K though, so as soon as we can. That's our biggest goal right now. But yeah, so uh, uh, good luck, guys, in week five. Um, I'm I'm trying to get to four and one. Brandon to three and two. Yeah, hopefully. And I'm uh, hoping. We really hope you guys enjoyed the uh, spooky and ju- juicy and spooky segment that we came up with. It was a, it was a good uh, it was a good segment. That's we're gonna keep it going forward. I think so too. But uh, yeah, um, good luck this week, guys, yeah. and uh, we'll catch you later. See ya.